you guys, it's the Shadow Shaman, and today we are going to be talking about how to do shadow work, including the why and the benefits of doing this type of work. So stay tuned. All right, so I figured maybe the easiest way for me to explain shadow work is to start with how I personally do it. So for me, it was easiest to start with the pain I was actually feeling. So I found myself on the path of shadow because of the trauma that I experienced as a child. And the impact was so critical. Um, I was in so much pain, especially being such a young child, that amount of pain at that age and the lack of, of insight and wisdom and the tools to even know how to cope with that was so severe that really looking back, it still amazes me that I even survived all of that. Um, and it rolled over into my teenage years and beginning of my adulthood. So shadow work was this constant feeling of there has to be more to life than this. What do I do with all this pain? There has to be a way to get out of this. There has to be a way to feel better. Whatever it takes, whatever it is, I have to find it. I have to get to a point where my life actually feels worth living. Um, because I was basically that young kid that was already praying to God, you know, would you please just take me? I don't think I can stay here. I don't think I can survive this. It's too much. Um, I'm ready to come home. I'm just ready to come home. And I really remember that I didn't want to live. Um, not because I felt sorry for myself, but it's like I just didn't know how to cope. And it seemed like my soul remembered something different. It, it's like it remembered already having a life with Creator. And knowing this type of utopia and this type of perfection, this type of peace, this type of love and beauty and just amazingness. And I just wanted to go back to whatever that was. Um, but I realized that that was just not going to happen. My life path was meant to live, to live much longer than I ever thought that I would. And that I needed to come to a place of how can I actually want to live? How can I choose that? How can I become excited about that? So I started with the obvious places of pain. And you can go that route if you'd like. And I'm going to throw out some other options. And then we're going to kind of explore each one. You can also choose to look at, you know, what is everything that's bothering me right now? What am I angry about? What am I frustrated about? What, what do I feel confused about? You can start there. You can start with listing all the qualities about yourself that you feel you have. You know, I have love. I am kind. I am empathetic. You know, I have empathy. <laughs> um, I'm selfless, I'm giving, I'm compassionate, you know, whatever. You can list it like that. Um, you can look at 
what beliefs do I have about life in general? So there's like all kinds of areas where basically you just kind of pick something. Um, And now I'm going to dive into each one and explain how you can take that farther. So let's say you start with the obvious pain of your life. The goal here is to look at how has this experience or event impacted me? How, how has it impacted me? And this is done through self-reflection. Asking yourself a lot of questions and asking real questions, the hard questions, and being so honest with yourself, no matter how scary that feels. Um, sometimes we don't want to see things about ourselves, so we don't want to have to admit that this part of ourselves actually does exist. You know, I don't remember how many there are, but there's a certain number. It's like 7 to 12, somewhere in that range of the basic psychological fears that all mankind deal with. It could be the fear that you're evil. Um, That was the one that I was always scared of is that was I evil? You know, Um, there's a lot of them. And I'll see if I can find that list and post it. But uh, sometimes that is the actual reason of why it can be hard to admit certain things to ourselves, depending on what that fear is. And so shadow work is one of those things where as you're doing this work, at the exact same time, it is so crucial that you are also spending a lot of time self-loving yourself and caring for yourself. We want to protect our self-esteem while also allowing ourselves to be honest and see the things that we don't want to see. And these want to go hand in hand because what I don't want to have to see people go through, even though it happens, is that you you do go into these deep, dark places and you see these things. And then sometimes people get stuck there. They get stuck there and they end up dealing with all this depression and all of this reconfirming of negative beliefs about themselves. Like, I really am so stupid. I really am unworthy. I'm, this is ridiculous. You know, uh, I'm unlovable. And if you get stuck there, that can be a hard place that, that can be, um, excruciating. So when we protect our self-esteem, what this looks like is I see these things about myself. Maybe I just don't like it and I'm not happy about it. But at the same time, I'm protecting myself of esteem and the fact that I am human and I'm allowed to not be perfect. And that is okay. What, What matters is that I'm here right now trying to do something about it. That's what matters. That's what counts. And that would be an example of protecting your self-esteem while doing this work. So when you look at what is hurting you, the pain, and you look at how has this impacted me, we're looking for stuff like how has this experience impacted my work, my career? How has it impacted 
my relationships with other people? How has it impacted the way I see the world, the things that I believe in? How has it impacted my relationship with myself? How has it impacted me physically? What does my health look like? This is allowing us to see all the different areas in our life that is being impacted by that one experience. When something shows up in one place, it actually is showing up in multiple places at the same time. So if you think about that, not only is this experiencing impacting my relationships, but if it is going to impact my job and it is going to impact you know, my relationship with myself, if it is going to impact my beliefs, then where is that showing up at? And that can kind of give you a clue. And this helps you to understand, okay, so that's why I act like that. That's why I do that. Okay. I, okay, I get it. That's why I pick things like that. I gravitate towards these types of people. You know, what beliefs have you created about yourself because of this painful experience? What does this pain mean to you? When you think about this painful place, what, what comes up? What thoughts are coming up? What type of feelings do you realize you have? It's just this questioning and searching within. Asking yourself, what do I need from myself to heal this? Or, okay, so this experience has given me anger and sadness. All right. What do I want to do with this anger and the sadness? Because sometimes the way anger is expressed, it's expressed in a way that we don't actually like. It's not helping us at all. If anything, it might be making things worse. You have this anger. You don't know what to do with it. The result, you blow up on people. You yell. You scream. You break and throw things. You can't keep a job. You abandon people that you don't actually want to abandon, but you don't know what else to do. And then you're hurting. You know, it's looking at how is this anger impacting my life? And is that benefiting me? Do I like the way it's expressing itself? From there, if you decide that you don't, you don't see the benefit of it and you don't like it, then you have two choices. You don't have to get rid of the anger. If you'd like to get rid of the anger, then you would work on healing this. How can I transmute this anger into something else? Transmuting, my definition, is taking one thing and turning it into something else. The way that you take a tea bag and you put it in a plain pitcher of water and now that water creates tea. It's a totally different beverage. It's the same concept. How can I take this anger 
and turn it into something else. And that can look like fueling the anger into passion. Fueling it into the inspiration to do more, to try and take control of your life, to take that step in your path that's being shown to you, but you haven't taken step yet, to choose to study under the teacher that keeps showing up in your life. You know, to make that decision that you've thought about making but haven't. Or you could decide, I want to keep this anger, not ready to give it up. It, it, It does benefit me, or it could, if I did pick a little bit of a healthier way to express it. So therefore, you would then look at, okay, so if I want to keep my anger, how can I express this anger in a way that helps me? Which the transmuting is an excellent choice. Or you might look at it as, okay, I'm going to use my anger as motivation. I'm going to express my anger through playing sports, going to the gym, punching that punching bag, you know, um, spending more time outdoors. It's basically finding how you can use it in a good way. Looking at what does healthy anger look like to me? You see, every emotion has a purpose. And we don't want to eliminate them. Because there are times where we need that. Sometimes it is good to be angry. You need to be angry. Because sometimes it's the anger that helps you to put that foot down. To say, enough is enough. Here's my boundaries. Anger can be, you know, a way that you use it to protect yourself when it really is needed that you do focus on protecting yourself. So we don't have to get rid of it. We just want to find the balance with this. If you're always angry, then your anger is out of balance. So looking at it as, what do I need? What could I do to help me feel like this anger is more balanced with, you know, peace or like feeling calm? Um, What do I need? To bring this anger down a notch, not by rejecting and refusing to look at it or denying, but in a real constructive way that I do understand. And it's the same thing with sadness. How can I use this sadness to benefit me? Or how can I transmute this sadness so it's not so painful? You see, shadow work works with duality and polarity. Okay. In the shaman teaching, we really work with those two concepts. And what that says, what that means is that there is no good versus evil. There is only inharmony or disharmony. This becomes a way of everything has an opposite. And whatever its opposite is, Those two things are on the exact same frequency. It's on the same scale, but opposite ends. So if you have love, you also have 
hate. If you don't think you have hate, if you don't believe that you have hate, then that is what's in your shadow because that hate does exist. Regardless if you believe that it does or does not, it does because you're a human being and we have all of those emotions. We have all of these traits within us. But some we just completely suppress and we deny, we reject, and we do it for a reason. There's some type of belief or social conditioning that has led you to deny the fact that that exists. Maybe you were taught it's not okay to feel hate. It's wrong. It's evil. So anytime you notice that you're starting to feel some type of hate, you might quickly be like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't do that. You know, that's ungodly. That's sinful. That's evil. That's wrong. And you start judging yourself. And that can't be, you know, I refuse to allow myself to feel this way. I come up with all these reasons why I shouldn't, why I can't. And I just shove it away and decide that, no, I'm just angry. (laughs) And we just kind of change it to something that doesn't bother us so much. So if you decided that you were going to start shadow work by writing down the list of all the things that you see about yourself, then I would encourage for you to look at what is the exact opposite of each of those things. And those opposites is your shadows. These are the other parts of you that you're not consciously seeing and admitting and and using. But subconsciously, you are. So this is basically the idea is that you're trying to see how everything connects to whatever it is that you've started out with. And shadow work is just a fancy word for healing. You are essentially healing. You see, nobody else can heal you. You heal yourself. But sometimes it is very helpful to surround yourself with some outside people who do have a lot of insight or who can hold space for you to act as like a catalyst And what this means is that, you know, sometimes we feel so stuck and in the chaos, but somebody else can look at our chaos and where we're stuck and they can see it so clearly because sometimes they do have good things that they could say that could be helpful, but they don't actually heal you. They are presenting information and perceptions that if you decide you agree with and want to pull into your life, you could experience real transformation. But this comes down to you chose to accept and believe that. You chose to bring it into your life. Healing is your responsibility. We don't get better until we want to get better, until we're ready to do something about it to get better. It's kind of like this. There's two things that I've always kind of hurt and I really believe in is that there's one. If you have a splinter, you can try and bandage the splinter and put some medicine on it and cover it up. But after a while, you notice that the splinter is really beginning to hurt. And because you've covered it up, 
Now this pain is bad. And now you're looking for medication and you're looking for ways to relieve the pain. Or you could have just removed the splinter. And then there would have been no more cause and effect. The splinter's out and gone. So that's one example. And then another thing that I was told um, is that one of the this clues, the signs that somebody is very serious about healing, like they're ready, is when they come to a point where the pain is so bad, they can't take it no more. Their lifestyle, the life they're living is so frustrating. They're so done. They're so fed up that they're just ready. Whatever it takes, whatever I have to do, I can't live like this one more day. That is when you have found a true student who's really ready for healing. Sometimes it takes this rock bottom, it takes this fed upness to actually be ready to do something about it. So that is kind of what we're doing here is how can we heal? How can we come to understanding of who we are and why we're this way? How did I become this way? Why do I act the way I act? Why do I feel the way I feel? Why do I believe the way I believe? Why do I think the way I think? It's, it's getting to the bottom of these mysteries and looking for the clues that our body and our spirit and our tuition is trying to present to us. The crazy thing is the universe is always speaking to you through music, through animals, through signs, through social media. You know, that moment where you suddenly read or hear something and it's like a light bulb moment of you felt like that was directly speaking to you. Well, that's one of your signs. That's um, the universe trying to get your attention that somehow this is something to pay attention to. It might even be through our dreams. You can do shadow work just by paying attention to your dreams. Write your dreams down. Take the time to look those dreams up, to look into it. What does this mean? And no matter what you find, what you want to do ultimately is asking your spirit to help reveal the meaning of this for you and finding what resonates with you and what doesn't and trying to get to an understanding of what the dream meant. That interpretation is often a message that can be very helpful to you about what's going on in your life and what you need. So as you are discovering these things, you are not only asking a bunch of different questions around these things, but you're also wanting to look at what can I do about it? What can I do with it? So it's not really so much of things you have to do to do shadow work. It's more about just being and reflecting, and meditating, and questioning, and maybe even reading something, working with somebody. It's, it's just being and finding what you do need to do. But it, it doesn't have to be this long list. It doesn't have to be this complicated thing. It can be very simple. You know, it's essentially, it's healing. 
what feels healing to you? What, how would you describe healing? What does that look like? Um, you know, it changes for everyone. I think one of the reasons why it seems like there's such vague information is because there's no one set blueprint on how somebody heals. It's so unique to each person. So you really have to find what is working for you. What feels right for you. Shadow work can be, you know, when you look at the things that you're angry and stressed about. You can look at, you know, why haven't I done something about it? What keeps me from doing something about it, from changing it? You know, why am I, why am I frustrated, uh, worried, and stressed? Where did this come from? Other questions I ask is, when have I felt this way before? And I kind of allow myself to just dig down. Um, Another thing I did, which this does take time, you guys, but it was powerful, is I kind of went back to my childhood and I went through every single experience that I felt was significant. Every time I was bullied, every time I remember being really upset or disappointed, every time somebody yelled at me, every time somebody said something mean to me, every pet that died, every relative that died, you know, I worked through, you know, every little thing, the relationship that I had. And I looked at, you know, how has this impacted me? What can I do about it? What? What do I need to heal this? How can I let it go? Can I forgive the people involved? And I really tried to look at things from other perspectives. Sometimes by looking at it through other perspectives, we get a better understanding of what might have been going on. We get a bigger picture. It doesn't matter whether we're right or wrong. What matters is that we're allowing a lot of room that we might have not fully understood something, that we took it in our own way, and that the other people involved, it may not have been their intentions, or if it was, you know, they have a totally different story and a totally different perspective. And for me, it was easier for me to do that just so that I could forgive people. I like to forgive people, but that's, that's just me. Um, it, it hurts too much and it's too heavy for me to carry around a lot of anger and resentment and bitterness. I would rather just forgive them. And so I will continuously work on forgiving somebody if it's not easy to forgive them. I just kind of keep doing it the best that I can, you know. Um, let me tell you guys something. When they say pray for your enemies, oh, That was so hard for me at first, but now I totally understand the power of doing that. The more you pray for your enemy, not only are you actually pleading on their behalf for them to change, which would ultimately be the best thing, you know, for them to change as in the fact that they grow, 
that they, that they emotionally and mentally and spiritually grow and they heal because hurt people will hurt people and healed people don't tend to hurt people. Not intentionally. It, it does happen. It can happen. But ultimately, you know, my desire is I, I want people to be able to experience healing. I want people to uh, experience peace and joy. And because if they do, then they're, they're going to be too busy with their joy and their abundance to sit here and be my enemy, to worry about me, to hurt me and do whatever. But also the other thing that happens is while praying for your enemy, you naturally begin to shed the anger and resentment and bitterness. And somehow in this miraculous way, it does start to transform into some type of compassion and love and acceptance and for me, that has been a very beautiful thing. It has given me so much freedom. You have no idea. Um, so if this is really just, where do you want to start? And it, we don't have to overcomplicate it. You can journal. Journal can be as simple as find a journal prompt or make up your own or just write. So I have journaled for the majority of my life, but I also really like to write. So my whole life can be found in journals. I just wrote about everything, how I felt, what I did that day. I mean, some of it's totally boring. It's almost, some of it probably feels, seems useless. <laughs> but other things, there are some powerful things that I wrote down that looking back, I'm like, holy crap. This was bigger than I'm giving credit for right now. And I am now reading about the impact this has on me. And it kind of helps me out. I realize what I need to go back and visit. So it can be as simple as just journaling about your day-to-day -day life so that you have some type of physical evidence in front of you of what your life really does look like and how you really do feel about things. You'll often notice patterns about yourself and about people. You know, are you being gaslighted? Are you being taken advantage of and manipulated? You'll find out if you start journaling about your life. This can be, you know, a lot of people like to meditate or do it while they're doing yoga. Or, you know, even when you're watching movies or reading books, pay attention to what makes you feel sick to your stomach. Pay attention to what makes you cry. Pay attention to the emotions that you're feeling and what scene was associated with that emotion and then explore that. Why am I reacting this way? Why does this bother me? What do I feel right now? Where does that come from? And questioning things, you know, are these my beliefs or did I take this from somebody else? You know, um, is this how I really think or did I pick this up from mom and dad and uncle and aunt and friends and school, society. A lot of us are living lives that is not authentic. What that means is that you're not truly being yourself. You're not showing up each day being who you really are and, and showing that person to society and the people around you. A lot of us aren't doing that. So even getting down to the bottom of why do I feel like I can't be myself around people? Why do I feel like I can't be myself on social media and say how I really feel? 
and like what I really want to like? You know, who are we trying to please? Where are we trying to fit in? Why? What What is any of that doing for you? You know, it's kind of like this. It's like a lot of us want to follow society. We want to fit in with society. But if society is sick on a, a collective level, there is a lot of sickness. There's a lot of darkness. Um, and by darkness, I mean like, you know, like low vibrational states of being, abuse, manipulation, addiction, rape, molestation, um, pedophilia, greed, selfishness, you know, but on the most, like, the tip of the scale, like, not just a balance, but, like, they're, like, way out there, like, super greedy, super selfish, like, way on that end. We have so much of that in society. Why do you want to follow that? Why do you want to fit in? It's like I tell people, the new in, the new popular stylish in, is people who are starting to heal, who are becoming authentic and living in their freedom and living in their birthright power, your birthright abundance. That's the new end. Understanding who you are, treating people with respect, knowing the balance in your life. It's not about being holy. It's not about being perfect. Nobody likes that, right? It's not about being the darkest of the dark, you know, the baddest of the bad. Nobody really likes that. It's about just being yourself. What does that look like? Um, Knowing when you want to use your anger and when you don't and knowing it's okay, however that looks. And if for some reason you are somebody who really does want to be the darkest of the dark, well, somebody has to be that person, right? I'm not trying to discourage that you can't be that. It's just you got to come to this terms of, is that really who you are? And if it is, then yes, follow that. If, if being, if trying to strive for perfection and holiness is who you truly believe you are, well, then follow that. But that's the idea here is, is to be who you came here to be and to find that joy and that peace and that balance and you know, to be able to have the health you want and the life you want and the abundance you want. And you can have all of that. And so if you don't feel healthy, if you don't feel abundant, if you're not working your dream job, if you aren't living a life that is bringing you joy, if you don't have deep, good connections, then ask yourself, why do I not have that? Why do I not have that? What has gotten in the way of that? Is it beliefs that I'm not worthy? Is it beliefs that it's too hard, that I got to work hard for it, that I don't deserve it? You know, what are, what are the blockages here? What is my self-limiting views? And I know this can seem so overwhelming. You might be like, this is so much stuff. Well, when you look at the big picture, yeah, it kind of is. So my advice is break it down into small steps. It's not about getting from start to finish in one night. If you do that, you're going to really skip things. You're not going to explore things as deep as maybe it's needed. So if you rush, 
that's when you find yourself to a point where, okay, I did X, Y, and Z. And now I realize that, whoa, I'm hurting again. And I realize that I'm still hurting over all this other stuff that I just went through. Well, maybe you went through it too fast. Maybe you, you were in a rush and didn't spend enough time there. Or maybe you've stepped into a higher level of consciousness. And now there's even deeper things there to revisit that you would not have quite understood, you know, the last time you did it. So leaving room for the fact that you are also growing and there's so many layers to things. So don't feel discouraged if you feel like you really worked on something or have been and you feel like you're not fully overcoming it. Things take time. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to be honest. My dad died when I was eight. I am 32 years old. And there's still little things that I can see that still impacts me because of dad. Now, a lot of it I have healed, but it took literally, you guys, at least 20 years for me. Now, don't get discouraged. For some people, it does not take that long. I was extremely close to my dad. It was extremely traumatic the way that I lost him and I was young. Uh, for some people, it's, it's way shorter. It might be six months. It might be a year. The point is, there's no right or wrong way to do this. There's no time limit. You don't get an A plus or a gold star if you heal fast. That's not how this works. Uh, you know, it's, it's your own divine timing of healing. So, you know, being able to take your time and, and just pick one area to start with one thing and really spend time with that one thing and explore it. And, and however way that looks until you feel like you're ready to move on to something else and then move on to something else and do that. You know, um, it's so interesting because I was talking to somebody about this this week and I totally agree with this. And she was saying about how, you know, you got the narcissist, the shadow of the narcissist would be the empath. You got the empath, the shadow of the empath would be the narcissist. Maybe the reason opposites attract is so that two people can come together and help bring out each other's shadow to find the balance. So if you look at it that way, it kind of helps put into perspective that everything really does happen for a reason. There is purpose to everything, everybody, if you allow yourself to see it that way. And if you look for that you will be amazed at what you find, you guys. There is an opportunity in absolutely everything, including your pain, including the trauma. Where's the opportunity? Maybe it wasn't there then, but where is it now? What can I do with this? What do I feel I need to do with this? And that's really basically all there is to it. It, It's, um, it's exploring things like maybe it's a sexual thing. Are you sexually blocked? Do you have, you know, viewpoints that sex is dirty and, or, you know, that you're, you know, the bad names or the mean names that we give people who are sexually open and free, you know, how do you feel about that stuff? Do you feel, where do you feel that you are sexually? What does that look like to you? That's shadow work areas. 
um, looking at money in abundance. You know, what's your beliefs about money? Do you believe that money is evil? Do you believe that money is hard to save? It's hard to gain. Those are all shadow work areas. Because if you pay attention, everything that I just said was some type of self-limiting belief. How many self-limiting beliefs do you have in your life? Do you want to change any of that? And we change it by changing our perception of it. So if I think that money is evil, I might go look for, show me where money has been used to do good things. I'm going to challenge that belief. That's, that's another thing is, you know, challenge your beliefs. Find out if that's really true. When you see proof otherwise, then boom, that's your proof. You have a self-limiting belief. You know, if money's hard to save, I might go look for who's somebody that has saved a lot of money. Okay, well, that tells me it's possible. Why do I think it's not possible? What's getting in the way? And you might say, well, you know, because bills keep happening and my car keeps breaking down, all this stuff keeps happening, and that's why. Well, even that, there's some reason that keeps showing up in your life. Why is that showing up in your life so much? What are you unintentionally manifesting? What beliefs do you have that's keeping all of that in motion? Because see, what happens is a lot of times we really do create all this change in our life. You know, we, we have all this willpower and we start experiencing all these amazing things. And then suddenly our willpower kind of fades. And before we know it, we're back to the way that we were. And what that tells us is that the way that we were is still the deep conditioning. That's, that is the, the deep way of being that's still really programmed in us. And so when you see that happen, it comes back to, okay, what do I need to do to heal right now? What do I do to work on this, to fix this? Because I want to change to where my reaction, my instinct is to be this better version that I want, this better life that I want. And it takes conscious effort, you guys. It's, it's not easy. This is not easy work. It's not but it's so rewarding. The reason we do shadow work is because it allows us to become whole, our sense of being whole. That's how we get that. It it allows us to have joy and to have peace. It allows us to have good health, great relationships. We begin to really live the life that we want. We begin to enjoy being here. Instead of life being so shitty and it seems like it's hell on earth, you begin to experience your version of paradise. That, that is the, the, what's awaiting at the end of your transformation. That's why we want to do it. Um, so that we can actually enjoy life and make the most of it. And to actually be able to see it as something beautiful. And to be happy and, and joyful and laugh instead of chasing after every little thing to find some type of happiness that's so short, it's a little glimmer and poof, it's gone. And we feel dark and cold and empty and sad and lonely and anxious and depressed and etc. And it's like most of us start out like this and, and we, we work our way, we fight our way, we claw our way to get to a place of happiness joy and freedom but we're not suffocating anymore for a lot of us this has not been easy but it's so rewarding 
that's the why we want to do it. And that that's also the benefit of it. You know, um, the illnesses and pains of your physical body. I always tell people that's your body's last cry of help. Like, hey, I'm trying so hard to get your attention. You've got issues inside that is hurting you badly. It's poisoning you. And now it's manifesting into an illness to get your attention. Like we've got, this is the warning sign, the red light. You've got to do something. Um, so there's just, I can't even begin to describe how many benefits to this work of, of the, you know. And the thing is also is that we're never really done with this. So FYI, shadow work is kind of a lifelong thing. It really is. Um, I always stay away from people who act like they've got nothing else to work on. They are complete experts, complete masters. They, they got it all down. They got all the answers. I run to me. That's the biggest red flag, a true teacher or master or healer or whatever is leaving room to understand that they don't have all the answers. We might have many answers to give that we believe are good, but we're we're leaving room to understand that we're not done. We are forever a student. We're forever learning. Um, We're like mirrors. We're we're throwing things out there and sharing things, um, not because we're trying to force anything on anybody, uh, not because we're trying to cause ourselves to appear as if we are smarter than thou, holier than thou. No, no, no. Teachers teach because that's their calling. That's their passion. They want to just share. That's it. They just want to share. What you do with it is totally up to you. But shadow work is a lifelong thing. I will never be done working on myself. I know for a fact I will be 82 years old, still working on things, still learning things. It's, so it's a lifelong thing. And that's kind of why there's no point in rushing. Uh, be compassionate with yourself. Understand that you are human. Understand you're not here for perfection. You know, the things that cause us to strive for perfection, they're shadow work. You know, what kind of expectations have you put on yourself and where did you get it? What kind of expectations have parents and other people put on you that they had? You know, why are you scared of not being perfect? Why are you scared of messing up? What do you feel like all of that means about you? You know, why are you scared of being evil, of being dark? I had to ask myself that question. You know, I was so terrified, you know, that I'm evil. So then I had to look at, well, why? Like, what, what is it that you believe this actually is going to do? Like, okay, so let's say you got some evil in you. Now what? what? What are you so terrified of? And for me, it was like a punishment. I'm scared of being punished. You know, there was this big, you know, God first Satan thing. And the ironic thing is the more I began to question and work, I realized I'm really not evil. (laughs) Like I'm actually so terrified of the darkness. You know, I always was, um, I'm so sensitive. I, I, you know, would cry over somebody smashing a bug or, you know, tearing a leaf for no reason. You know, I was that kind of child you know like now I look back I'm like oh my god Leslie but I was that's who I was and I've come to love that person that's a beautiful person that's a caring compassionate person that is far from evil am I capable of it sure I have come to realize you know if apocalypse happened 
I'm capable of doing whatever it takes to protect my child. So it's coming to this understanding of it's okay to have a little bit of all of it and to know where that balance is and what it means to you. And when we do this, we really, that's how we get our power back, you guys. That's how we step into our power. That's how we build our confidence. And we don't have to be scared of ourselves, scared of our own power, you know, um, shadow work helps us heal all the conflictions inside the things that we're so torn, um, the things that we're always debating about, you know, people who feel really wishy-washy. It's not that you're the wishy-washiness is from a confliction. The people who feel like they're being tormented by demons, that's a, there's a confliction going on. That's why the people who don't understand the difference between ego and voice of trauma voice of conditioning from the voice of intuition, that's because there's a confliction inside. The more you find what is in conflict within me, why does it feel like there's more than one person living inside of me that I'm, you know, two sides of a coin. My moods are always changing. My beliefs are always changing. You know why? It all points back to conflictions. Where is that in your life? You know, how can you explore and learn more, learn more about that? And what, what is needed to heal it? You know, are you worried about disappointing somebody? Are you worried about failing? Are you worried about somebody not loving you anymore? That they're leaving you? That all points to other areas of you've got the shadow of abandonment going on. you got the shadow of rejection going on. How can I take these things and instead of making them this terrible bad thing how can I bring it into a light of love and acceptance and understand that this is okay that I have this it's okay to have this fear and to feel this way and believe this way but because I love myself because I want to love myself what can I do with this though so that it doesn't feel like it's all out of control and I'm at the mercy of it how can I get it to work for me to be in alignment with me. Um, so again, shadow work is not about getting rid of necessarily. It's more about accepting everything about you and finding that balance, changing where you want things to change, transmuting where you want to transmute, but understanding that all of these ingredients in some shape or form you, you do want, you do need in some way. Um, and the things that you don't want, the things that you really truly believe you don't want, even after you do all the shadow work, well, then, you know, having these healthy beliefs about it of, and of why you, you don't want that shadow, um, why you want to, you know, change it into something else, which goes back to transmuting. You know, it, it all cycles together. Um, I don't want to hate people. You know, that's not something I want to do. So therefore I look at, okay, you know, how can I choose love over hate? When I'm, you know, facing that, how can I accept that I do feel this lower frequency, but after I accept that I feel this way, I do not judge myself for it. I'm not critical of it. How can I choose love though over it? You know, it comes down to, it's your choice that, that matters. It's the action. It's okay to feel what you feel. That's okay. That's human. Don't feel sorry for it. Don't apologize for it. Don't, argue with yourself why it's not okay that you felt that way or why you shouldn't, you know, that that's how the shadows get created. Instead, it's about 
I accept that. I accept that I feel this way. That's okay. What matters to me, though, is what choice? What do I want to do about it? What's my action? That That's where I focus on. That's what's really important to me. Um, you know, I allow myself to feel the way I feel. I question it. I talk with it. I sit with it. But then it's, it's really about the choice. It's about the action. You know, sometimes I make choices that I wish I didn't make. I, I end up acting. <clears throat> and I wish that I wouldn't have acted the way I acted. So then I look at, you know, well, why'd you do that, Leslie? Why, why did you act that way? Why did you end up getting triggered and upset? And why did you say that? Um, and so then I have to look at that. That points to shadow work. That points to areas about myself. We are all on a journey to learn how to love ourselves and other people at the same time. And that's okay. Um, so for me, it, it's about total acceptance. How can you start accepting yourself right now? So this is what I do with clients. I am the shadow shaman. And that is, I'm a shamanic apprentice. And I'm really thinking about not even using that term anymore. I had to come to my own shadow work of, why do I feel like I need to announce that? Why do I even need that to associate myself with that name? And that was kind of interesting for me. Um, but I work as a shadow work coach with people. And what I do is I help you with your chaos and your conflictions. I help with giving you perceptions and ideas and homework assignments to help you take the knowledge and wisdom and actually turn it into action because that's transformation doesn't come from how smart you become and how much you learn. Transformation comes from the application of it. It's the action. It's how you take it and integrate it into your life and make it a way of your being and a way of your lifestyle. And so I help people with that. Uh, we work on transmuting shadows that we want to transmute. We work on, you know, finding the blockages and the self-limiting beliefs and healing those areas and, and transforming into new perceptions and new beliefs. Um, I help challenge that with people. You know, my goal is to help people return to authenticity because that's where the real joy is. That's where your real abundance is. That's that's the key, you guys. Becoming authentic and living that, that is the key to it all, in my opinion. And so I really work with people on getting them there. Um, I don't heal them. I hold space for them. I've been through a lot of experience, a lot of training. So I'm like a catalyst. But ultimately, it's their decision whether they show up to do the work or not. And the transformation is completely based off what they decide to come and do, you know, if they put the effort or not and how much. And, and that kind of goes to, you know, energy exchange. There's just so much that I want to teach you guys. And that's why I'm excited about this podcast, because I know that I have all the time in the world to explore so many things. So for those of you who's really interested in even the, the deeper, more advanced levels of shadow work, it's a coming. It is coming. We are going to dig real deep with, you know, religion, um, you know, the good versus evil, psychosis, um, you know, different sexual things. Um, we are going to really dig deep into all kinds of topics, especially the ones that people don't talk about or don't want to deal with. Um, and we are going to explore spiritual teachings. There's a lot of things that I'm going to be bringing you guys that would be more considered, you know, quote, enlightenment or, you know, it goes hand in hand with shadow work, but it, it's some of the other spiritual explore, 
explorations, like spiritual gifts and such. So all of that's coming. So if you have a request, if you have questions, if you have stuff that I'm not covering that you want to know more about, please email me at thelighthousekeeper11 at gmail.com or theshadowshamanpod at gmail.com. And that's like P-O-D pod. You can also join us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, Shadow Work Enlightenment. It's a really great atmosphere. I invite you to come. Um, so I hope that I helped answer everything. If you still feel really confused or not quite sure, you know, please reach out to me. I would love to set up a time to just talk to you a little bit and see if I can help point you um, in a direction for you to start or how I can be of more of an assistant to you. I am here to serve you guys. That's what it, that's the bottom thing is I'm here to be a servant to you all. And that is my, that is my passion. That's what I want to do. Uh, so please definitely give me feedback. And if you really like these episodes, please subscribe and follow, you know, share with your friends and people that you think would benefit from this work. And I will see you guys soon.